Welcome to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke. Today's guest is Sonia Iris Lozada. She is a poet, writer, actor, and author of Follow Akashic Dreaming Through Time, which was inspired by her experiences with multi Akashic Records. Sonia, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Speaking of this book, what prompted you to write it? It was really weird because um, I have heard of the Akashic Records and I'm not a pro on Akashic Records, but I experienced it and mm. realized it after the fact. And basically the Akashic Records, the, the most simplest way I could figure out how to explain it is that it's a an energy field or knowledge field that you could see the past, present and future in. And the future. Um, And the the future. future. Yeah, because there's no time essence to it. Okay. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different descriptions and interpretations. Some people take a more spiritual view to it. Other ones try to put more of a scientific uh, viewpoint on it. But it's an intelligence that you can obtain through meditation and dreams. And mine came through dreams. I kept having these dreams and it was and it would wake me up every night. This actual book started out as a poem that was four line stanzas and nobody could understand what I was talking about because I did so much research that you would have to know like the history of so many things to understand what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, that doesn't make any sense. People are not going to understand this. And I love poetry and I want other people to love poetry too. But I think what turns people off to poetry is that they make it so hard to understand. Most people just want to relax into a reading. Yeah, I agree 100%. Not that I'm a a non-fan of poetry, but it's sometimes when you read something, some writers are really, really good at making it very easy to ingest. If that's, I don't know if that's a great description or not, but you can just assimilate a lot quicker. You have to, I think you have to read a lot of poetry to get used to it, to kind of be able to understand it like the way you're describing. Yeah, it's true because I mean, I've read some poetry and it's by famous people and and really well-known poets. And I'm like, I have to read it a couple of times because they make it so difficult for me to understand. And I love poetry and I have to go through that. So I thought, well, I'll put it in prose, which is like a paragraph. It's basically a little story in a poetic form. And then people could understand it. And so much uh, research went into it because I kept having this dream. One one dream I had was I saw a potter and he's at the pottering wheel and he's making a pot, but there was so much sadness. And it was a sadness because of loneliness, because he wanted to be by his family and he was away. He was very much into following the the rules. And so he went to be a potter. Um, then I saw the numbers 300 BC. So I said, wow, okay, I'm going to look at pottery in 300 BC. The date? I saw the date 300 BC. So I went online and did a search for 300 BC pottery. You know, I saw stuff uh, from uh, Africa and Europe and South America and Central America, all the tribes that were ancient. And then I hit the terracotta soldiers in China. And that feeling was like, that's it. That's the one. So I did a lot of research on that, you know, even though an artisan was very respected, they worked very long hours, you know, that's what you did. And the sadness was there because even though they were able to bring their family along and be in a neighboring town, they worked so many long hours, they were rarely home. Mm -hmm. So that was the sadness. I felt that loneliness. And 
I kept dreaming like that. I dreamt about a gladiator that was, he was walking through a tunnel. And the weird thing is I actually found the tunnel that I dreamt of. And, but it wasn't at the Colosseum in Rome. It was at another Roman Colosseum in Africa. The picture that I put in the book is exactly what I saw, except I put the sky part at the end because it mm -hmm. actually is a dungeon in the uh, Colosseum. But what's weird is like, why did I see a dungeon? Was did I was that a metaphor for being trapped in that time? But one of the things I saw there is like I was walking and I kept hearing squish, 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 squish. I'm like, what the heck is this water on the floor? And while doing the research, I found that in the Colosseum, I, I found this in the Roman Colosseum in um, Rome, it was always wet. It was always moisture on the bottom grounds. And then they, mm. that's the sound I heard. So I was tapping into some kind of intelligence and I did more research and it's like, oh my God, I think I tapped into the Akashic records without knowing it. Now, the funny thing is, is that I kept getting one story per night. With these stories, were you there? In other words, were you watching it like as if it were unfolding like a movie or were these past lives of, of yours or were you not able you know to tell? What? I, some of them were I, it was me in the body walking and I was seeing it from the eyes of this light from the gladiator I saw it from that point from the potter I saw it as someone looking at them so I don't know if I tapped into a life that I was there and I was watching this mm -hmm. or if I tapped into my own and I was seeing it but it was funny because every night I would get a different story so I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I would write down what I remember from it, but it it was so intense that it woke me from my sleep every night. Every, yeah, for like every two night. weeks. So I said, you know what? I go, my higher self must be really wanting me to see this, but you know, I'm human and I need my sleep. So this whole poem came, and a friend of mine read the original version I had. She goes, you know, this is a book. This is not just a poem, mm -hmm. and so that's how it ended up being a book. But that's how I tapped into it. And I started saying, oh, my God, I was seeing my past, present, and future and didn't realize I was doing that. Really? You accessed these experiences through dreams. How far back in time was 300 BC about as far back as he went? Or did you go back even further? That was the earliest I saw in terms of time. Because another one was I was in France. I was a baker. And I, I was like this bald, heavy set guy sweating, putting the bread. So that was a past life then. Sounds like it. It could have been. See, yeah. that's what I, I don't You're not know sure. because I saw it from two views. I saw it as my own past life, but then right. I saw it as I was viewing. So I don't know if it was mine or I was view I was there and I was viewing someone else's life. I don't know. I, I would think it's mine because I saw it. Why else would you be there? Yeah, exactly. Right. Why is my soul showing me this or my higher self showing me this. So it was obviously something important that I had to go through. But throughout the, the vein, the reason it's called follow, it's because each of these lifetimes, they followed certain rules and regulations and belief systems. Mm -hmm. And they kept following it. But there's a slight anger of the soul for thinking that they were doing the right thing, but they weren't. So the last poem brings them all together, even though they stand on their own. You just mentioned something. thought you mm -hmm. were about to say the word reincarnation. Maybe I misunderstood that. But the part about how the soul anger of thinking that one was doing the right thing, but they were not, what did that mean to you? I think it's, it's us having to deal with perceptions, mm -hmm. that we have a certain perceptions 
that we live by, the perceptions could be totally wrong. People think that if they're obedient or they work really hard, that their life would be better. Whose rules are you really following? Are you following your soul? Because I find that your soul is pure. It, it doesn't do any harm. It's our perceptions and lack of being in touch with our higher energy, or mm-hmm. people might call it the God energy or the universal intelligence or your subconscious, whichever one is more comfortable for you, because I don't go into religion and I do not go into um, politics because I think if everybody would learn to understand themselves and love themselves, I think society as a whole would be much better. I think we're instilled with too much fear. And so that's why the Akasha, it came to me. Now, granted, I didn't like waking up in the middle of the night, seeing another lifetime, but it was like, hey, I wake up, I got another one for you. It made such an impact. And, you know, I haven't been able to really get back into the Akashic records like that. You're saying you've not since Yeah, then? yeah. I mean, I've been able to get in touch with the higher self, but to see the past, present, and future, I think this was a almost felt like a one-time thing, even though it went on for weeks. Like a limited time offer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait a minute. Now I want to get in touch with it. But I have done more research. It seems like the more you do research on something that is spiritual, the less spiritual you become and you, you become more analytical. So I started saying, you know, there's a part in quantum physics that refer to the wave and how there's stuff in space that we don't see, but it still exists because there's a wave for it. Granted, this has all been done mathematically. We don't have any proof for it, but quantum physics, a lot of people that believe in the Akashic Records Mm -hmm. believe that the quantum physics could prove the Akashic Records. I believe they exist because I was there. Hearing a lot from my discussions with, you know, people in this space, I'm not even sure what to call it, the meta- metaphysical or the seeker space. I don't really want to say spiritual because that, that alludes to a lot of stuff like pseudoscience, which I want to steer clear of like the plague, but how it all connects us comes up actually quite a bit, a lot more than I thought. So that I think it's, that might be something I'll be exploring a little bit more. Uh, I had a discussion with someone yesterday, which that's going to be part two. And uh, mm-hmm. that apparently connects. Uh, we brought up the Akashic Records. Uh, we brought up aliens and the spirit world and so on. So my limited knowledge of the Akashic Records is that it is somewhat esoteric, but some people seem to connect to it or access it really easy. Like you read something and the description will say, oh yeah, great. Just go to the Akashic Records. It makes it sound like you're going to the library. Actually, they do call it a library. They do. They do. And I heard someone, yet another episode, um, (laughs) a woman who had a near-death experience. Her name's Kathy McDaniel. You'll probably Mm -hmm. hear about her at some point. She mentioned during her experience her friend that passed. And this is actually very cool because I always try to connect these different elements together. And during her experience, she was able to talk to a friend of hers that had passed. One of the things that the friend explained to her was showed her this big book. Is that the Akashic Records? Is it a book? I didn't know any better. So you see how these things are connected, it seems like. They're not disconnected. They're not these random planets with no organized orbit. They are connected. I just haven't figured out how they're connected. Um, Exactly. Like um, I've been reading up lately about the higher energy and that we're all just part of that light because everything is energy. And that's why I think quantum physics with waves that are an energy wave Mm -hmm. can be explaining because how all, and you know, it's really weird. It's like we're dripped information when 
you have people that come up with exactly the same patent or idea at the Mm -hmm. same time. Why couldn't someone come up with it earlier? But now it's like, you know, people are fighting to get to do the patent first. Someone will be doing it here, unknowing that someone in China or someone somewhere else is doing exactly the same thing, because until it's published, you don't know what's going on. You seem to think that G is downloaded to us, offered to us at the same time. And it's just a matter of who basically understands it and puts it into action. Never heard that before. Yeah, I, I really think there's just like a wave of some kind of intelligence that we're like IV'd Mm because it just drips into our consciousness. I mean, there's no way to prove it except for why do so many people come up with the same invention at the same time? At At around the same time. You know, and and we're talking like within a year or two of each other. It's just, Mm -hmm. and they all get the same idea at the same time. And why is that as some people and throughout history, they've accredited to it to like, you know, their spiritual or the gods or whatever their religious beliefs that that person talked to them Mm -hmm. and gave them the information. I don't know. I mean, it's really weird. It's the most, the more I study, the less I know. And I would have thought that that would have made me go nuts, not knowing anything for sure. But it's actually brought a calmness to me. And this book did that, followed it. It's like when I saw this, I went, oh, I get it. I get it. I was following other people's belief systems instead of following my own soul. And having these dreams and coming up with this book really made me feel calmer. And I don't have any more answers than when I started, but it just gave me a sense of understanding. Yeah. And I would love to tap into the Akashic Records because if you kind of know you, you like, okay, I could chill. I still have to do what I need to do, but I can chill and I can pay attention to who I am. Again, I'm going to go back to my uh, rudimentary understanding of the Akashic Records. Um, A lot of the people that I've talked to initially would say, well, you have to write a list of questions that you want to ask. Did you get a sense of things like, how do you connect with your spirit guides? Life questions like, uh, how come I haven't gotten a record deal yet? Or I haven't <laughs> met my ideal girlfriend or boyfriend yet. Did you get a sense of that? Or was that was it just a different experience than that? I don't ask for things in particular. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think maybe I should. I just... When I meditate, I ask, what do I need to know? Whatever pictures I have, or sometimes I'm meditating and, you know, your to-do list and everything comes up. But sometimes I feel like I'm taken to places that I've never seen before. And it's really kind of weird. This is during your dreams? Meditation. Is the meditation an outgrowth of these dreams? Or is it something completely separate? I think if you meditate a lot, and I meditate every morning, even if it's five minutes, I I meditate Mm -hmm. every day. I think your subconscious talks to you more at night. And I think I got this wake up call in the beginning of my meditations. It's like all this information. It's like somebody opened the gates and I, I was getting everything at once, but I didn't understand it. But at least I wrote it down so that I could study it because I, I didn't know. But I think meditating every day makes you more open to your dream state while meditating. Sometimes I visualize things I've never seen before. So that might be tapping into something, right. but so, I don't know what it would be called. I don't know if that's the Akashic Records. It tells me a story. Is it fair to assume that your habit 
which is a good one, of meditating on a daily basis could have actually initiated this deep dive into the, the experience you have with the Akashic Records? or Oh, yeah, I think definitely. You think that had a lot to do with it? It made me more aware that the material world is not really all that exists. Now, even though I knew that, I never really felt it. And meditating, it, it kind of saved my life, really. One thing people don't tell you about meditating when you first start is that if it can bring up a lot of past things that you didn't even know were bothering you. You know, once you understand that and you move on, you get more of the peace. I attribute everything that I'm going through right now through to meditation. You're saying you're having difficulty accessing the records now. For someone who's never done it before, would your advice be to want well, to start meditating if you're not already doing that? But how else could someone connect to the Akashic records? In your awakened state, you have to learn to quiet your mind. Because everything that you're supposed to learn or your soul is supposed to tell you or the universal knowledge is very quiet. It doesn't compete against your TV or radio or physical is very heavy. The Akashic Records or your soul or your higher self, whatever you want to call it, is light. So you have to quiet the mind enough to get that information. I would just start meditating. And if your mind's goes off into your to-do list, bring mm -hmm. it back, listen to your breath. Your breath is actually such a gift. I mean, if you can't breathe, you can't live. And if you listen to your breath, it also calms you. It can become hypnotic. And I had to learn how to, I used to have insomnia really bad. And I, when I have insomnia, I just listen to the breath, listen to the breath because there's a hypnotic thing to it. I try counting and it, it, that doesn't work for me because then I get too, I kick in my analytical mind. Then I start thinking even more. Mm -hmm. So um, listening to my breath, sometimes I just put on a headset if I can't sleep or if I'm too distracted because I do live in Los Angeles, which is noisy. I put on a headset and then I put ocean waves or a rain or whatever could calm me because nature right. calms you. And then I, and I practice my breathing and that seems to really help. And I think that that's an easier way to get in touch with your higher self or the Akashic Records. Right. You have it's, to have a calm mind before. The scenes that you saw during the dreaming, if you want to call it that, and mm -hmm. the different time periods and so on, was there some kind of continuance, some kind of lesson, something? What was like the main takeaway from all that? Every time I had one of these dreams, it was always like, this is your lesson to learn. As I look through all the lifetimes, wow, I've been learning the same lesson over and over. Oh, and they said, if your soul doesn't learn its lesson, it repeats like Groundhog Day, the movie. You just keep repeating it. I just kept repeating the same belief system throughout history. And at the end, there was an anger with the higher self. It's like, why do you let me suffer? And why, why if, if I've been, I believed in you and, and I did all this to make everything better, why am I being punished. A lot of people punished. feel that if they have a really hard life, they're frustrated all the time that they're being punished. It, it's not being punished. It's trying to teach you a lesson. It keeps knocking at the door and you refuse to open it. Once you open the door and let in the knowledge, then you no longer feel the frustration and you can move on. Mm -hmm. And that's what the book is about. At the end is the understanding of what they went through through all these lives. And now they have self-acceptance and forgiveness. So their soul is calm. Other than the meditation, what else do they need to know to prepare for to try and access you know, the Akashic Records? Well, you know what? 
help me calm my mind because I had anxiety and I, it was really weird. One of the Lao Tzu who was a famous ancient philosopher. He said, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you have anxiety, you're living in the future. He was right. I'm a writer. So what ifs are wonderful for writing. They're horrible for real life. <laughs> you know, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And it's yeah, like, right. the reality is nothing, nothing has happened. You know, it calmed me. Oh my God, I've been living in the future. So I mm -hmm. do have anxiety, but you know, my what ifs, I started writing. So another, um, I started, I've always written poetry. So that was not a, a big deal, but I started writing more because when you write and you can use all these what ifs and create stories about just create stories, it's out mm -hmm. of your system because there's got to be a way to calm yourself. If you live in anxiety or depression all the time or anger, or frustration, you're only hurting yourself. You're the one that's going, I mean, science has proven medical science has proven that you could get cancer, arthritis, heart problems, you know, um, all kinds of diseases from holding on to this. Mm -hmm. So what is your per perception on it? Do you really want to hold on to it? Is the fact that you invested 20 years into a career worth killing your, yourself for the rest of your life, believing that you got to do it, you you know, because you invested 20 years? Sometimes is you have to let go. I'm actually in the same place I was before, but my attitude and my perception is different. And that came from just writing out what I'm feeling. You don't have to show anybody. You could just write it and put it in a drawer like I used to do with my poetry. Mm -hmm. But it let go of the anxiety or, you know, someone that's depressed can do that too and, and let go of their past. There are definitely lessons from this kind of experience. As we've heard it described, it's the library of the past, the present, and the future. Is that a pretty mm -hmm. good description of it? Yeah. Another quick way of visualize themselves going into a huge library and there's an empty book and you open the book because it's the book of your life. And you saw blank pages. All of a sudden, the pages start filling in. Really? Did you yes. actually see that? You did see I that. I saw. Okay. Yeah, I did Good. see that. So that's another way to get to it. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Oh, it's really fascinating. Meditating and really seeing outside yourself that you're just part of a whole instead mm -hmm. of being separate, I think makes you more conscious and more caring and more grateful to what you have and those around you. Meditation does seem to be a portal for all of these things that we explore, the Kashuk records, the past lives, you know, reincarnation and so forth. Sonia, thanks so much for joining us today. How do our listeners find you online? Uh, you could go to my website. It's poeticresurrection.com. And my books are available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I have a Facebook and Instagram page. But you can okay. get that information if you go to poeticresurrection.com. Right. Okay, good. I will definitely put those links in the show notes. Thanks so much again. You've been listening to Closer to Venus. This is Johnny Burke. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. <laughs>